0: Welcome, rugby fans. Again, it's that time where we put one of the great rugby minds to the test for our RPK. You know it as the run, pass, or kick interviews returns with another great rugby insider. But before we dive into that, a reminder my name is Ty, of course, your host for this event alongside my co host, Rob the Hammer Hamishman. But more importantly, less about us and more about the man of the moment. We welcome Jeremy Treese. You might know him for many different reasons, but all of them would be from rugby. I'm going to give you just a brief highlight of this gentleman's rich rugby resume. It includes most recently being the CEO of uh, the uh, uh, National Collegiate Rugby Program, uh, NSCRO as the uh, president there. You go on to developing, well, really, it started back in the 90s for this gentleman, learning the game, but also credit to you. As we spoke about before, you are also credited as having started two collegiate programs, one in New England, uh, Franciscan University as well. Uh, The list continues on and on, rugby development, director of rugby. We're going to touch on this and more throughout here. But more importantly, let's offer the man of the moment an opportunity. Jeremy, welcome to the show, my friend.
1: Yeah, guys, thanks for having me, Ty, Rob. I appreciate the invite and the opportunity to come on the program and talk about national collegiate rugby and, and rugby in the U.S. in general. So thanks for having me. It's
2: our pleasure, Jeremy. Welcome. We always love having somebody of your stature and, and influence in, in the, the rugby community here in the United States join the show. It's, it's what we aim to do is provide our fans with a little bit more knowledge so we can grow the game
0: one fan at a time. Absolutely. And Rob, on that note, I'm going to throw it right back to you to remind fans of how it all goes. So take it away, my friend.
2: Thank you, Ty. And the run, pass, or kick episodes work like this for those who are uninitiated. We're going to prompt each question with run, pass, or kick. Jeremy is going to indicate you, to you, the fans, if he wants to run with a question, and that is to say he's going to go ahead and answer it, or he could pass a question, in which case, he is going to uh, avoid that question because it might get him fired. Or he's going to kick a question, have a little fun with us, put us on the defensive, and we're going to answer in a way that we think he would answer. And he can let us mire on our own defeat. He can uh, you know, bail us out and and tell us we were pretty close, or he could tell us that we were horrible, and the real answer is something entirely different. It's entirely up to him, but – The bottom line is he puts us onto the defensive, makes us work a little bit, and has a little fun at our expense uh, during the course of the interview. So with that being said, Jeremy, are you ready for the Run, Pass, or Kick challenge?
1: Let's go. I'm ready.
2: All right. First question, Run, Pass, or Kick, you are the CEO of National Collegiate Rugby. What are some of the biggest challenges that lay ahead for your organization?
1: All right, I'll I'll run with that. So um, collegiate rugby coming out of COVID has been uh, a very challenging thing for a lot of clubs in the United States. Um, We basically took two years off and many uh, of the juniors and seniors that were playing during COVID, um, or or not playing, but were in COVID, had graduated and hadn't really passed on a lot of... The knowledge that they would have normally passed on to that freshman and sophomore class that that that, it, that was coming up through, um, and we I think we saw a dramatic decrease in participation of rugby, and collegiate rugby, in the United States um, since since COVID in 2020 from 2019 and then right up until now um, we saw clubs just disappear because the leadership had just graduated and there was nobody left in those positions to, to really take it over. So one of the big challenges that we have is growth and development, Um, you know, keeping, helping those programs that are struggling currently with their, their leadership and uh, ability to recruit new players into their teams and their programs. And then, trying to kickstart some of those old teams that were, were going and that uh, faded away during COVID. Um, you know, I mean, those are the big, that's a real big challenge for, for college rugby and us at NCR. Um, also, it's sort of trying to unite college rugby into, into one uh, organization, you know, we're, 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 we're currently about 70 to 75% of college rugby in the U S and for people that don't know, there are two, Competing organizations currently, CRAA and, and NCR, um, and also NIRA is not really competing with us. They're they're an NCAA emerging sport, so we don't we don't really consider them competition. We'd actually uh, are trying to help them. We'd love to help them get to the uh, the 40 teams that they need for the NCAA to recognize them. Um, but you know, trying to get college rugby into um, under under NCR, and also we we're streamlining the the seasonality of college rugby to make it more marketable and easy to follow for fans. So you know, we, we follow a fall 15s model and a spring sevens model, and we have kind of an all-star thing that we do in January. So some of those challenges is, is trying to get, get those um, teams that are over there to, to partner with us and come in to NCR and, and get behind our vision which is to, you know, make college um, rugby a top five college sport in the United States, where right now um, lacrosse is in that fifth spot. And, you know, we, we think rugby's, you know, can, can, can take that spot over and, you know, emerge as one of the top um, five college sports in the U.S. and also emerge as a legacy sport in the United States.
0: That's really interesting stuff, though. Um, and you pointed out the hair lacrosse is one. Rob's kind of torn. He's got one song playing uh, lacrosse. And he's got the other one playing rugby there. <laughs> so it's it's interesting that you picked those those two. But certainly, um, when you talk about growth strategies, there's a lot of similarities and parallels between those those sports there. Um, I want to be able to dive into the next one. You know, you mentioned a lot of great things there. You mentioned different organizations. You definitely hit home on one that i I I'm happy you spoke about, which was the fact that two years off of rugby and there isn't that generation guiding the next generation, which is probably one of those unintended consequences is what Rob likes to refer to those, uh, those moments as. Um, But I wanted to dive into understanding a little bit more about the NCR and what it does. And one of the greatest things to be able to do that is to be able to remind folks that you recently, this early December, I think December 3rd or 4th, uh, played host to many different parts of of, of the rugby community at this level, uh, including, uh, gosh, I got to get this list right. It's the women's D1, D2, small college championship, uh, men's uh, D1, uh, d1 double uh, a d2 small college championships I, I got this list that's been prepared for me by Rob so I, I like if he didn't get it I wouldn't have remembered the whole lot um, but this does uh, does not include the d1 elite women's and d1 men's uh, competitions in the spring mm-hmm. do all of these competitions? Now here lies my question, okay, do all of these competitions, and I will admit, this is my own personal perspective, you know, having kind of been a transplant to America, understanding the college game was probably one of my most difficult tasks in becoming a rugby, American rugby fan, because of how splintered it had been in the past and how difficult it was for somebody new to perhaps understand the dynamics inside college rugby. So here lies my question, is... uh. Can this be, in your opinion, confusing to somebody new to rugby and hamper its progress?
1: Yeah, I'll run with that a thousand percent. Yeah, that was that was part of my uh, pitch when when I was, uh, you know, interviewing and for the CEO position is, you know, talk about uniting college rugby because college rugby is kind of that center pillar between uh, club rugby professional rugby and the national team and high school and youth below it and Mm -hmm. if if, especially when you get down to the um, the youth in the high school level if you're i I have seven children by the way so yeah
0: you know how to keep yourself busy man
1: yeah (laughs) if if you're you know as a parent if you've got some really athletically talented children that uh, play multiple sports, um, you know, and I have some pretty athletic kids. They, they play multiple sports, soccer, basketball, um, baseball, rugby. Um, you know, if, if you're looking at those pathways going up and you, and you get to, you know, and you're, and you like rugby mm-hmm. and you go to look at rugby and, and you just see this just mess. And it was, right. an, absolute, it was an absolute mess. We had small college. You had USA Rugby. You had CRAA. You had ACRA. You right, the had whole college, alphabet. You had <laughs> ACR. I mean, there were all these different competing organizations that were that had multiple national championships all over the place. Seasonality, and if you were, you know, a parent couldn't understand it. Fans could, couldn't understand it. Administrators right. don't understand it. Um, sports writers definitely don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I've started with, you know. I've talked to a lot of athletic directors and when, um, when I was, uh, so I started two rugby collegiate rugby programs from scratch, mm-hmm. um, tournament of varsity programs. And the last one was at New England college. And when I was talking to our athletic director about the you know, college rugby landscape and what it was, you know, it took me about 10 minutes to explain. Right. That's what,
0: when you knew there was a problem. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, and you know, she just looked at me and said, wow, that's messed up. You know, I said, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's my professional opinion yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's, you know, it's just it's just crazy so you know so so it's very so, so rugby being that middle pillar sure um people you know if, if, if we don't get it right at the college level everything mm-hmm. below and above us is going to suffer right right so you have about a 90 90 like percent attrition rate from high school to college and then there's about a 92 percent attrition rate from from college to club right right so all those players that you're developing at the youth level that come up into high school, you know, right off the bat, ninety percent just gone because mm-hmm. there's, there's no there's no place for them to play, or or maybe they go to college and and the rugby program is is just is more of a drinking team with a rugby problem, and and they're right. not, and, and they're not very serious. Um, and then from from college to, to club, um, that's why you see. I think you see a lot of the club programs around the U.S dissolving or falling apart, or have you know lack of membership, and when you see a lack of referees. We have a referee problem in the U.S. We have a coaching problem, deficiency in the U.S. We don't have enough rugby coaches. Um, so, so college rugby is fit uniquely in that. And I really wanted to try to bring it together so it was understandable. Um, number one, so so fans and parents and sports writers could understand it. Um, number two, it was marketable, so so you could sell it right so Right. We get increased viewership and cuz eyeballs is at, at the end of the day is so you know, important it's what you need to sell sponsorship but but you can't sell sponsor you can't get eyeballs unless you have a story to tell right because people people
0: want to know and now that's something i will it's admit though. being a of, you know, yeah happening? american sports does that phenomenally well is shares the story tells the, it's story, all about well. the story it, it is yeah.
1: all about the story and the attention span of of the american um a person these days is, is very short and, and and other sports have figured this out you know college uh-huh. football season lasts about three and a half months four months college mm-hmm. basketball four or five months right um you know and those are the two most profitable sports in the u.s and colleges is basketball and football sure and they understand it's all about the storyline it's all right. about getting people to tune in and they have different clever ways of marketing so so the model is already there we don't as rugby we don't have to reinvent it it's, it's right in front of our face so I, I said but why don't we just do you know you know let's do 80 percent of the country plays in the fall already mm-hmm. it's impossible for them to play in the spring physically because of the snow this thing little thing we have up here in new england and northeast and you know
0: um oh the, I, i've and, discovered what real snow is like a yeah, yeah, now. <laughs> I, 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 I know it's, what it's like <laughs> you
1: can't even get out on the field until in, in most cases until till and yeah. there's no way you could fit a 15-season in, in there in three or four mm-hmm. weeks. It's physically impossible. So I said, well, you know, let's just follow college football. We'll follow We'll follow that model. You know, we'll have we'll, – we'll start in you know, late August, early September. You right. know, we'll run it through um, till to the first and second week in December for, for both men and women. You know, we'll throw some bowl games in there. And, and we'll try to tell a story to see if we can get right. – it's like you had this you blueprint already that you know works, right? And you just need yeah, to be able to adapt it. Yeah, the model's already there. And, you know, that's some, some of the critics will say, oh, you're competing with college football. And I, I said, no, we're co opting with college football. You know, we're existing side by side. Our men's national championship is on the only weekend in the fall where there's only one college football game on, and that's the Army Navy right. game. So our women's our women's game is the week the the the, the weekend before, which is entirely I think bit bit different demographic than college football. Um, And and it's you know we have our top twenty top twenty coaches polls for both men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we have stories we are social media we, we try to pump it up through right our, our instagram
0: and, and twitter so and- jeremy you're you've dived into some really good stuff here yeah, yeah. and yeah. i don't want you to go any farther because yeah, right. i know rob has an amazing question lined yeah. up here <laughs> and like you're about to step on his toes
1: so did i just knock the ball on is that what it is yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, you
0: just, I mean look you play to the whistle man and i'm uh, pulling the whistle yeah <laughs> <laughs> the pat the pass
2: is low at my knees and I'm having to reach down and try to manage it right now. But you, you bring up a lot of important pieces that which is why I've you know that I've worked to develop these questions because I know that they're issues that are important. You we've obviously had a we obviously have had some conversations in the past, and I wanted to, you know, ferret those out as we progress here. And one of the important ones here that immediately comes to my mind as I listen to you speak about your vision, and let's get something straight. Um Regardless, of, in my opinion, regardless of whether people like or dislike what has happened with NCR in terms of addressing seasonality in the calendar, you had a vision that you wanted to see emerge from NCR, and you've done something to bring that uh, that vision to the forefront. And I think that's critically important to recognize. Um, even if somebody might disagree, it doesn't matter because what's important is that you saw a vision and and see an opportunity there to, to maximize um that vision for the benefit of college rugby and so being that as it may with this next question that's kind of where i want to see kind of the next step if where you see the next step being
1: yeah, let me get a coffee
2: here yeah <laughs> there we go so get ready for this one run <laughs> pass or kick will we see a unified collegiate rugby calendar under a single organization anytime soon
1: Ooh. you'd have to define soon um
2: Well, you, you can define soon. However, you.
1: I I would say, I would think it's, 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 it's definitely possible within the next three to five years. I would say three. I think we can do it in three. I think that there's, I've, I've spoken with, with, um,
2: that's people. ESPN. They're calling. They want to speak to you next. They want to sure. speak to you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: have, uh, I've spoken with some some folks um, at USA Rugby and and CRAA, and, CRA, and I, I I think that it's it's possible. Um, I think there are a few um, people that are standing in the way for for whatever reason, and. Um, I think that we can do it. It's it's just gonna take um I don't know, I'm trying to say this. It's 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 just gonna take a little time and it's just gonna take you know people just being honest with themselves and and realizing that you know the the, the best path forward um sometimes isn't always um Always, what you think it is,
0: in the sense where. So what you're saying is, some egos have to be set aside. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So I can I say, say it. you call right it, but I can say it. it. Yeah, it, it's, it's <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, our, our our vision, our vision drives our decisions here at NCR, and I, I right. told that to them. I said, it's not has nothing to do with me or my ego. It's it's the vision, right? And the vision mm-hmm. drives the decision, right? right? So our vision, we want to make rugby a top five college sport. How do we see that coming to be if you do not have seasonality, if you can't market it, if Mm -hmm. you can't get fans to follow it? Yeah,
0: all the things you were talking about before, it just falls into place, right? So much easier.
1: You can't run a season that lasts nine months long and be able to tell a story that you're somehow going to get people to tune in and watch and care about.
0: You you can't keep them engaged that long, especially with as difficult. Tell the
1: story. Yeah. And and that's you know and, and and that's what some people think is, is good and I, I just said it's unmarketable, you just can't sell it, and and, yeah. and and that's what we need and we're we're not just selling it to sponsors, we're selling it to parents, we're selling it to high yeah. school parents, we're selling it to youth yeah fans. everybody
0: who's going to participate, you no know, matter how big or small
1: participate yeah and, and, and mm. rugby you know in college rugby and I I got to be able to sell this to a minister I've sold two varsity programs to to board of directors and uh-huh. administrators at two schools. And I know what they're looking for. Um, and you know, administrators want to see seasonality because, at the end of the day, these are student athletes. They're students first, athletes right. second. They're not athlete students. They're student athletes. So, mm-hmm. the people, so, so they're at school primarily to get an education. You know, secondarily, there to to participate in, in a sport or or some other extracurricular activity that that they're on campus to do. So. Right. You know, if you're talking about the, the safety of the of the student athlete, you know, you you can't be playing and training, um, you know, for the for the nine months you're there and, and, and putting that stress on your body, you need you need you need you need a break, you need time off for academics, you need time off for recovery for your body um, and and for your brain, right? You know, you know, maybe you go pick up intramural basketball in the winter and you're going to play something else to stay in shape, um, and then you come back in the spring and play and play sevens, but at the end of the day, you know, you know, we've got to have something that administrators will will buy into, you know, if, if they're going to, um, you know, turn turn rugby into a varsity sport at, at their institution. I know at the NCAA level, you know, you're, you're not able to, um, you know, you can only train within certain windows. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, and, and coaches can only engage, you know, can only start training with the players, you know, at, at certain times. And you can recruit, you know, and you can recruit in certain certain windows. Rugby right now is is completely it's the wild west when it comes to recruitment. It's the wild west when it
0: comes to training. Um, Suddenly, so everybody has their own set of rules. That's yeah, it point. is, it, it <laughs> is,
1: and we want to, and, you know, we want to bring it more in line with sort of a, a varsity calendar, right? You know, for 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 rugby to 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 legitimize it to mm-hmm. administrators to legitimize it to parents.
0: Well on that note though like one of the things uh, that you that made me feel like okay great you know what this is a legitimate step forward is hosting these championship games that I mentioned a moment ago at Aviva um uh, Aviva Stadium in in Houston right mm-hmm. Now, obviously, no coincidence, I'm wearing this, but it's an amazing rugby purpose venue. It's a great place to be able to do it. It's a home for rugby. It's a great community that's already proven to support it. You know, you chose this location, I'm sure, with many of these things in mind. And when you put all these things down on paper, maybe there was only one choice. Maybe it all came down to that one. But I actually got to ask you, who else might have been on that list for venues? So, um,
1: I'm going to kick to you guys and let you guys uh, <laughs> speculate.
0: <laughs> That's a tough one what? because uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to be the homer on this one and say that I will always choose Rugby <clears> Town <throat> as the announcer there. Yeah. Uh, and it's neutral territory, but I know it's got uh, a difference of opinion from lots of people.
2: Yeah, and, and especially me. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> um, I, I think a logical choice for them, uh, for NCR as an organization, might have been more East Coast based because a yeah. lot of the a lot of the colleges that are participating in NCR are from that, that makes East, sense. Uh, are from the East coast, not nearly as much from the West coast. So for me, something in the, in the Washington DC area, perhaps Segra, if it's tied, if you want to tie it closely to the MLR um, is, is always good. But of course in December that can be, you know, that can be hit or miss as we know. So, mm. you know, perhaps maybe go down to Silverback stadium down at, at, at um, Atlanta, Atlanta yeah. um, could be another option as well. Just, again, linking with something that's already existing, a rugby community that's already existing and and perhaps help them build upon that. Those are two places that come to mind Aside well,
0: I, from I, I feel like, and maybe this isn't a part of it though, but maybe, and, and I was going for the neutral thing, right? So like you said, Rob, picking a Segre or um, what was the other one? Silverback Stadium that had yeah. been used for MLR games kind of ties into my original thought of why Houston is a good location because it's linked to the rugby community, rugby roots. You know, the next step up is the MLR. It's kind of a credibility association. But I imagine that choosing a venue that is outside of a college program was key. To one, give it give it a one level up, and then two, you couldn't be showing favoritism. I mean, is there that type of thing that oh, why didn't you pick us? Or why didn't you pick them? Is there that type of thing as a factor as well?
1: Yeah, it, a little bit, but but for the most part, it it, it, it came down to um, had to be a warm weather place, right? Sure. Doing yeah. this in December, we can't have snow creeping in. Um, it can't be cold. Uh, we wanted it to be in, in, a, in a cool city, which 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 we think Houston is.
0: Yeah, the uh, kind of an entertainment we, hub, draw people.
1: Yeah. We wanted a uh, we wanted a grass uh, pitch, so yep. so Houston provided that. We wanted it, you know it to be a rugby, a real rugby pitch, which you had. They have two supporting mm-hmm. fields next to it, so right. for training, um, they've got a great. It's got a great atmosphere. You know, we we were able to. Get a couple thousand people down there uh, for the men's and, and almost a thousand. Yeah. women. So it was, it was all, all,
0: all the reasons why I so know it, you it picked looked, it. Yeah. And it's,
1: it, it's not too big, you know, yeah, you know yeah, right. I you mean, know, what's it, it 4, 20, a 4,000 seat of stadium, 000, I think, right? Stadium, yeah. But, you know, but you put a thousand people in the stands. Um, you got a great it, vibe. Yeah, you got a good energy. Yeah. And it feels, feels great. They got a jumbotron. They have the digital mm-hmm. boards. Um, it, it feels like you're in a championship venue because at the end of the day, these players, nice. these players have earned the right to to, to play in a national championship, mm-hmm. and we want it to be a wonderful experience for them, for their for their parents, for their administrators, and for the fans that come. So it feels like a national championship, right? And, and it feels like something that they'll you know and once you, you, in a lifetime experience that most of these people something that will remember it, and it, take it, away yeah. with
0: them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so it sounds like to me there wasn't really any other choice or any other option. It like at all roads led to to Houston for this one, right? Yeah, pretty <laughs> <No, laughs> no <I>, much. <laughs> I don't
1: want to take away my negotiating leverage. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're, they're listen. The people down at the, the folks down at, at Houston are wonderful. Right, JT there who runs, yep. as the president. Um, is, is great the, the the fans that came out.
0: Don't worry, don't worry. I'm South African. I got it in.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg <laughs> so Cole, Greg a super fan, and he he, right. you know, he came out, and he, he's always he's always um he's always there. Good people, right. man. That that just yeah, want rugby just to really be first people. Um, and, and we were and we're really thankful for them and the opportunity to to go down there and, 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 and play our national championship and 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 we're, we love to be there in the future um you know we we ultimately want to park all our championships um in in a location so year mm-hmm. in year out people know that that's where it's going to be like, like you know where the rose bowl is you right know bowl. well so
0: i my follow-up then is are we expecting to see it there again and again well that would be the hope right you know okay but,
1: it's 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 um, you know, it's 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 a discussion we have um, every year.
0: And, you know, we'll so every time I open my mouth, you're getting less and less power to negotiate, right?
2: <laughs> we're not helping him do his job. You know, it's the same thing with
0: sevens,
1: right? So so we, you know, hey, we hold that. We're going to get into that.
2: We're going to get into that. one, Jeremy. don't okay. let the camera right. right. <laughs> go.
0: Without the other. The push and the pull. The give and the take. This is what gives rise to all things. This is life. This is rugby. What comes easy takes so much hard work. One step forward, three steps back. A hundred setbacks, then, out of nowhere, a breakthrough. This is life. This is rugby.
1: Devour it. Throw your arms around it. Breathe it in and in and
0: in. Give it everything you have, and then give a little more. We are not here to hold back. We are here to brave new paths, to rise up together and become something greater. This is life. This is rugby. This is the rise of rugby. This is is Major League Rugby.
2: Um, so let's let's go ahead and, and we're going to take a moment to have a little fun with the next ones, although they're they're semi serious. A little bit of a departure from what we normally do with the Quick Tap. But for folks that don't know, the Quick Tap, we just do it this or that with Jeremy, and and um, you know he has to choose. He can't uh, he can't pass or he can't kick. He has to run with all all of these, and so we're going to quick fire these at him. And he's going to give us a response. So here we go. Better competition, sevens or fifteens?
1: I would say fifteens.
2: Okay. Fair dinkum. All right. Women's Eagles Rugby World Cup performance, about right or underperformed?
1: (laughs) I think they they underperformed. I think they're capable of winning it.
2: Uh, I I think a lot of us would agree with that. All right. Men's Eagles fail to qualify. Speed bump or a real problem?
1: Yeah, real problem. <laughs> if this isn't the bottom, I don't know what is. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Not willing right. to find out. <laughs> We're going to have fun with this next one. Eddie Jones, the next Eagle coach, clickbait or legit?
1: Um, Clickbait.
2: Okay. Fair, fair enough. All right, world rugby money. Put it in youth programs or share it with collegiate programs. <laughs>
1: um, I'd put it into I'd put it into youth. I, I, I put a majority into youth, and, and, and then spread up from there. Right,
0: okay. it's all going to grow upward with it.
2: Yeah, yeah. and and that, and that I think, folks, gives us an idea of where Jeremy's vision is for not just NC Arbor College Rugby, he understands the importance of development and understands the importance of developing youth players to jump in the collegiate game. And from there, we can grow it. So Jeremy, we appreciate your honesty on all those questions, because I think you hit the mark on on, on all of them. Um, so we're going to get back to the RPK. And I think Ty has the next
0: one yes absolutely back into the regular format here run pass or kick we've already had one kick from you and many of the time it's to run with it as we always expect but we're going to turn up the heat on some of these here if we haven't already done so uh so we're going to move on to the next one and i'm going to take the honors here so run pass or kick jeremy you know how it goes now the college rugby landscape has several governing bodies as we discussed uh, throughout the course of this. Is there a need to consolidate college rugby under one? Oh, we already asked this question in a different version. All well, right.
2: Yes. <laughs> so, so there's a need. There we go.
0: There is, there is a need. All right. We move on to the next question. Uh, yep, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay let me dive into the next one uh see this is what naturally happens sometimes we get you covering cool conversation yeah yeah so uh you're such a such a great guest that you could just you know see where we were going with this so you make it easy and hard and at the same time all right run the so kick uh ncr introduced friday night rugby this fall Uh, to, to much the delight of many rugby fans, uh, you spoke about the product, you spoke about all of these things, marketing value, you know, you can kind of see how this is starting to build even with something small, but it's good. What was the goal and the initiative, um, and has it been successful in this event?
1: Yeah, I'll run with that one. Um, so the the vision, so, so we, I came up with this idea of Friday night rugby, um, you know, in the U S, you know, for the fall season, because, you know, we need to have um, something that you can tune into kind of like Monday night football, Thursday night football. An identifiable you know, thing. Friday, Friday's a night where there's not a lot of college football, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, some would say is our, is our competition. And I, I I say that we're just, we're just playing alongside them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. and, And we, we ran this pilot, like a six, um, Called a six-episode pilot, and we had four men's games, two women's games. You know, we 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 were looking for some some interesting matchups. Um, uh, we had uh, St. Joe's was uh, our first one, and they played. Uh, gosh, who did they play first game? St. Joe's was against Temple, right? That sounds right. I think so. Um, yeah, and, you, you and- and- I do. Most of the big Philadelphia <laughs> matchups, Harvard-Yale. Right, right. Big, one. big ones, um, yeah. We had a rematch of the Division Two National Championship last year with Thomas Moore versus Adrian. Uh, you know, on the women's sides, you know, we had the battle for Chicago. You know, yep. and Loyola, uh, was it Chicago University? Um, and the other one was uh, University of those are the two most confusing universities. Uh,
2: University wasn't University of Chicago and and Loyola. Yeah, Loyola.
1: Yeah, Loyola. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just, but, but those are you know the kind of the battle for Chicago. Right. 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 Um, and you know, it, 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 for the most part, it worked out. It worked out really well. And you know, we've we had a lot of we we learned a lot. And you know, we're 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 working on telling that story. We want to expand mm-hmm. it to ten to twelve matches next year. Um, and we're hoping that, uh, to have teams be able to submit, you know, to, to have a Friday night rugby game kind of feature their, their, their program. So we're, right. all, we're looking for interesting matchups, something that, again, it's about telling the story.
0: So well, like you said, the battle of Chicago, there's a story there. There's, there's a, a buy-in story, from yeah. the viewers.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, there was a playoff game. The women's, uh, was it St. Bonaventure play yeah. uh, SUNY Cortland, right? Mm-hmm. And. And you know it was—it's we're you know we want to expose the, the make sure the women have a stage and, and the men also mm-hmm. have a good stage to perform on, weekend and week out on a Friday night, and then America just tunes in right. We're hoping that you know the matches will be competitive, they'll be good, and rugby fans will know you know every you know during the fall on Friday night if I tune in at eight o'clock there's going to be a rugby game on, just the same way you you know a yeah it becomes night, normal yeah you know a Monday night football's on or. Thursday night at eight o'clock. Thursday, you know, Thursday night football is on. So we're trying to, we, we want to establish that as a staple in, in the U.S. on on Friday night.
0: Right, trying know, to carve out that little piece of the week. Yeah, uh, this, just for rugby. It's
1: so you'll, so you'll know as a rugby fan that you can tune in on Friday night.
0: I, I like that
1: be, yeah, for one. Yeah, on.
0: yeah, I like that idea for one very very important concept um, is consistency. Mm-hmm. If people can see a consistent product and know it's consistently available in an easy way for them to consume it, mm-hmm. you're more likely to be able to get the reach that you yeah. want. You're
1: going to be able to build interest over time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. As long as it's I mean, consistent. Yeah. We, we truly believe that you will. And that's part about growing, growing the college game. So if you're a high school mom or your youth, and you know that you can tune in on, on Friday night to watch college rugby, and there'll be a really kind of mm-hmm. cool college rugby game on, they'll have some meaning. Um, and, and obviously we'll hopefully expand it to a pregame show and, and and there'll be more. You, you need know, two what?
0: hosts. You got them here.
1: Just <laughs> 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 the saying. Look, I'm already <laughs> kidding out with the Houston John Broker for that, so that's
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give me his name. Look, I'll, 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 I'll I'll sort you out with my South Africans in Houston. You sort me out that side, okay? <laughs> yeah. It's so it, it's
1: it's it's something that I think is important to to growing the college game. Is, is yeah. Something during the regular season to help tell that story that leads up to your playoffs and your national championship. Um, so, so that's going to be a big piece, you know, going forward for, for college uh, rugby in the fall.
2: You talk about story, you talk about meaningful games, you talk about history. Uh, and so I want to get into this next question because I think it's critical We've talked a lot about the 15 side of things, but I want to get into a little bit about the sevens piece because, you, as you mentioned before, the seasonality, especially with the NCR, is dictating, hey, let's do, in your vision, dictates, let's do a 15 season in the fall, seven season in the spring. <clears throat> so given that fact, NCR and its former iteration, Nescro, have had a long and successful history of building and hosting a collegiate sevens competition. At one time, it was held in Philly. And it was called the Penn Mutual Sevens Championship. Quite a history, um, quite a fanfare, very big crowds. Most recently, it was held in its most uh, recent iteration in New Orleans at the Goldmine. Mm-hmm. Um, run, past or kick. What can we expect from the twenty twenty three competition?
1: Um, I'm going to run with that. that. It's it's going to be it's going to be the largest college sporting event on the planet and not just rugby just college it is going to have we'll have 120 teams um we'll have four women's divisions uh four men's division for, for the first time playing side by side um and you know new orleans is a great location we you know we we, we love new orleans we, we love we love uh nola gold there they were fantastic hosting we love the city um you know, moving it to Washington area is in um, moving it within the academic window. So yeah. the CRC has always run outside of the academic window. For, for those that don't know, it was founded in 2010. And it's always run either the first weekend in June or the last weekend in May. So um, which is everyone knows is outside the academic windows. So, you know, for students have graduated. They've gone home. Now we've moved it within the academic window. We've moved it to a, a denser rugby population area, similar to where Philadelphia was. we moved it to a great um, stadium there up in uh, Maryland Soccerplex, Adventist Health Stadium. It's a big uh, complex just north of, uh, northwest of uh, D.C., about 270. And be a 5,000-seat stadium. We'll have five outer fields. Um nice it's you know, just directly outside the stadium so everything's mm-hmm. connected. Um, every every field will have have a rugby goal post on it a real rugby goal post a 40 foot one so when you look around you're going to see rugby goal posts everywhere you're going to see moms dads you know fans you'll see you know we're going to have uh, concessions beer gardens it's um, almost a festival yeah it's a yeah. very festival like atmosphere over 3 days april 28th 29th and 30th and it's it, it's it's going to be awesome, and we're gonna we're we we should see a tremendous. Say those
0: dates again for us. We don't want to miss that. April
1: twenty 29th, and thirtieth, up to twenty twenty three.
0: Okay, you go to Collegiate. not far away now at all. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you're gonna make him sweat, Ty. You know, <laughs> he just got done with the fifteenth championship. Yeah, you know, hey, he's hey, all yeah, over it's, again. Come you know, on, so, Jeremy. So,
1: so this. You know, so are we're, we're not telling rugby. Folks, they can't play 15s in the spring. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, right. You know, it's just our national championships run in the fall for 15s and spring, and stuff. You can play rugby whenever you want. We're, we're not here to tell you when you know when you when you have to play rugby, when you can't play rugby, um, and, and how you how you should do it. We're saying that these are our championship windows if you want to compete for a national championship. If you're with, right. a,
0: if you're an NCR. Um, and with it laid out more clearly, you can strategize, you can plan, you know, you that's organize, right. you have and that's, you know, much you have easier marketing to runway,
1: you have a marketing runway, a story runway right. leading up to, to the national championship. So, so it's an it's only marketing one championship at a time. Yep. Right? So we're only marketing 15s. We can finish that and then we can move on to all stars, which is coming up in January or collegiate all star mm-hmm. talent shield for men. And, and and one for women, which uh, the men will be in Houston and the women will be in Austin, um, January fourteenth to fifteenth for the men and the twenty-first and twenty-second for the women, and, and and that's and that's there to showcase um, all of you know the best the best rugby players in the country. Um, right. So going back to sevens, you know, I wanted to do something that was unique for for sevens. We created the bracket challenge. So rugby, as you know, traditionally. Um, when you go to a seventh tournament, you're in the pools, you get, a, you right. get put in a pool and you're in this pool and they're in that pool. And, you know, you know, for the most part, people tune out, you know, for the first day because they look at the pool and say, oh yeah, yeah, they're going to win. They're going to win. I don't really need to watch, but with the bracket challenge, it's like March madness, right? You have, we have a round of 32. It's a knockout. It's, it's a cascading bracket. So when you lose in the first round, you drop into a survivor's, survivor's bracket if you lose in the first round of that, you drop into a challenge bracket. So, so as you as you win and progress, you either face, you know, you ultimately wind up dropping into a competition level where you're going to be more competitive and play and play in. And fans can get in there. We have bracket challenge on on our website. You know, when we release our brackets on Selection Saturday, um, and fans can go in there just like you do in March Madness, and you can pick 64 games and you can mm-hmm. compete for. You know, VIP tickets and you compete with your friends. You can you, you, you right can,
0: that's the buy-in and the engagement. Yeah, that's, that's, you, the fan engagement. That's,
1: yeah. that's the fan engagement. Because you want fans right. to be you want fans to
0: be that's something we're all about on this show, is how do we get the and fans and, involved more? And, and and Jeremy, there's
2: an opportunity to tell a story because you know as well as I do, you probably watch enough NCAA college. Bracketology that mm-hmm. there's always that underdog that slips on through. That's the story and right, those right there. Where that's you, those those yeah, mi- where you that don't expect, seemingly right? mismatched. and that creates the story that's that worth story. telling. Do
1: you right? know who that was last year? Do you know? Do you know who that? You know no, so it's, share Halls with Halls. us. What's that? Cal Maritime Academy. So, so Cal Maritime uh-huh. Academy is coached by Steve Hyatt, who's a former USA Eagle. Um, they're they're traditionally a small college. Um, and the, well, they, they are a small college and they usually right. play in the small college competition. but they they, you know, just for the heck of it, Steve was preparing for you know to play in the small college national championship and he went up to a qualifier in Boise, Idaho. and they want they wound up winning it. They want up being Utah Valley State in the finals, and they won their way into the premier cup. and 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 we had a selection Saturday show. Um, uh, just like Selection Sunday, they do with March Madness, where we 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 reveal the brackets, we reveal who's, who's playing in which which East, West, South, and uh, Pat Clifton is was one of the guys on there, and he called it. He said, uh, you know, I think they were the fifth seed in the I want to say South, and Mount St. Mary's was the number one seed in that in that region, and and Pat called the upset that they were gonna that they were gonna get mm-hmm. through beat beat Mount St. Mary's, and they wound up beating a number one seed in the second round and, and moved on. And it was a great story. We went on to yeah, that's I mean, marketing
0: we went on. gold right there. But on top of yeah. that too, it's great to be able to see a rugby program elevate itself.
1: Yeah, it was. It, and, and it was, it, and they had some fantastic players there um, playing, playing for Cal Maritime. And, mm-hmm. and it was great to see. Right. And, and obviously Kutztown came away with it on the sure. main side. Right. And uh, for the first time, you know, winning the CRC, they beat Lindenwood in the semifinals. And then Lindenwood, you that know. That stings won. for
0: Rob. His son's at Lindenwood. Yeah,
1: no. <laughs> Lindenwood women won it for the second year in a row, beating, you know, beating Life University in the finals. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. all along, you know, you know, you, you've got this, you, you're on the edge of your seat because it's a knockout round. You you have to win all your games.
0: That's what makes it exciting. It's, I mean, knockout competition yeah. in any format of sport is exciting for that same reason. It's when it takes all in, in, in those those critical moments, uh, you know, it can be a hero or zero story uh, depending on which side they fall. Um, but we can probably keep dissecting the benefits of that for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to dive into our last and final question here for you, Jeremy. Um, a lot of the venues you have mentioned recently include Major League Rugby venues. Uh, we spoke about the gold mine on Shrine for NOLA, of course, um, Houston as well. So uh, let's let's talk about that relationship a little bit, but in in particular. The MLR has made the draft such a key focus in bringing in new youthful talent that is U.S. eligible. Um, and, and it's become now, you know, kind of a staple of, of their calendar. My question to you is given the emphasis the Major League Rugby has placed on the draft, does the NCR have initiatives to support this pathway to professionalism, you know, looking ahead to, to their career after college?
1: Yeah, I mean, we. You know, part of the, the collegiate rugby shield challenge, you know, on, on the men's side that we run in January, you know, I, I started that back in 2018 with, with NSCRO, um, which is small college and we expanded it to all divisions and, um, at NCR, you know, we, the, the dream was to have, the vision was to have eight regions, mm-hmm. um, select their best players, the best college players, um, the coaches um, to partner with an MLR team and have the MLR team support that region to, right. to get them to 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 Houston or to whatever venue we we want of having it just happens to be Houston this year, um, and then and then having all the general managers and scouts come down to Houston to 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 look at these players, right. Um, now we have. You
0: get in the stage, and they got to perform.
1: Yeah, and then we, I was talking to my my high performance um, director, Tom Clark, um, today, and we were talking about what what Brandon Sparks has been doing. You know, he has he has another kind of a collegiate shield thing that they do later in the year in Utah. Mm-hmm. And we were brainstorming, oh, wow. and we we're like, you know, w- wouldn't it be great if if all the GMs, the scouts, came down from the east and the west, and you kind of broke it, you know, down the middle. And and they got to pick their players for for that tournament that Sparks runs in ah, yeah in, in the late in the late spring summer where I think create that right, synergy right. yeah right and, right. and then oh, sorry and then July, it's this yeah. and then it's this collegiate rugby Shield challenge that you know you know this all the players get pulled from that to come and then and then they're you know sort of on display for the yep. M L R and they're and, and they're, it's kind of like your pre draft right if you get picked for mm-hmm. that. You know, you're you're like you're like one yeah, because
0: one of the, one the, of the players, criticisms the of cost, yeah, one and of, of the, you have the
1: MLR And then you have the M.L.R. that the teams, the coaches competing uh-huh. against the East versus the West. You know, you know, picking those players and, and the bragging rights.
0: I like it. You
1: know, it'd be a great story. It'd be great marketing, and it'd be something to continue. You know, to 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 grow. The, you know, the college mm-hmm. game and the M.L.R. game side by side um, you know, going forward in the future.
0: I want to give you a kudos. Uh, I love the fact that most of your responses include some sort of marketing aspect. You think about the product on and off the field, how it may be perceived, how it may be received. Um, and that's something that rugby really does deserve. And it's been underserved in those areas for quite some time. I'm loving the things you're saying, man, I'm buying it. You're selling it. (laughs) I'm buying it. (laughs) Um, but it is absolutely a a, a goal to be able to have somebody of your experience, your wealth of knowledge when it comes to the game at here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, it's been a pleasure to be able to have you here with us, Jeremy, but I'm sure as per usual, what we want to be able to do for you, and I'm sure you got something locked and loaded at the end of our show, we normally offer a window for you to send a shout out to anybody you think deserves it. Any organization, people that have helped you along the way, maybe something that comes to mind now. Is there anybody you want to be able to do that for?
1: Yeah. You know, I I want to thank, I want to thank all the volunteers in rugby in the U S that, that, that don't do this for a living, that that get up in the morning and they go out and they give their time to the game to, to grow the sport. And because they're not, because they're not getting paid, you know, they're not, this isn't their job. Um, and, and they're the ones, I mean, they, they, they are really the fuel and the, the lifeline and the blood mm-hmm. of rugby in the United States. Like we can't, I can't do what I do if, if, if if those people don't exist and those people aren't out there really working their blood, sweat and tears, um, to, to drive this sport forward. And, and that's what really drives me is, 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 is those are, are those thinking about those people. Like, I mean, how, how can I complain about doing what I do when those people, you know, give up their time to, they're, they're the valuable time to, to push this, to push this ball forward. You know, it kind of drives me. To, to work even harder to achieve um, my goals and, and the vision here at NCR. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really thankful for all those. Um, Steve, Steve Cohen's one of those guys. If you guys don't know Steve, Steve is the founder. I mean, Steve's retired. You know, he, he, he didn't have to, you know, start NCR. He didn't have to work as hard as he did, um, but he did, you know, and, and here, here we are. We're, we're all reaping the rewards and benefits of it. And there's a lot of people that, you know, don't get a lot of credit um, on both the men's and women's side. Um, you know, they're sort of the forgotten people. And I just want to thank them for, for doing all they do for the sport. and And I'll continue to work my butt off, you know, because you guys are.
0: Well, it sounds like you're doing a good job so far with a lot of good people that are supporting you along the way. And isn't that kind of what rugby is about though, too? Uh, you know, you certainly have had great mentors, as you said with Steve, and you kind of, you know, there's that philosophy of rugby is you, you honor the jersey before, who, and the people who wore it before you. Um, and you're, you're kind of doing that with the, with the chair that you hold um, as CEO for NSCRO, uh, sorry, NCR, NCR yeah, <laughs> You know what I meant. <laughs> but uh, it is, again, absolute pleasure to be able to have you here with us, Jeremy. I'm sure uh, Rob would also say the same. Um, and for anybody who wants to be able to learn more about your organization, where can they go to find that?
1: NCR.rugby. Um, we just kicked off. We just um, created a new website. So you go to ncr.rugby you know, that has all the information on our organization. Um, Collegiate rugby championships is our sevens uh, platform website. Mm -hmm. Go to, to get all the latest information on um, the CRC and sevens coming up in April. And, you know, we're, 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 we're hoping for another great season here. We're coming off our 15 season and moving into all stars and, and moving into sevens. and, And then we get a few weeks off and then we're getting ready for the fall season. So, so rugby never sleeps here on the college <laughs> side. Uh, and we're looking and we're really looking forward to a great MLR season. I'm not uh, sh- hey, let me ask you guys a question. Who's um, who, who are we gonna see in the finals this year?
0: I'm gonna no kick that old. back to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually that i am only doing it as a fun a, a, a fun poke there, but it's gonna be an interesting one. I will hand this one to Rob first, actually.
2: No, the no gold is gonna be in the final. Okay, uh, and, and and I think uh, you're going to see them score off against, uh, oof, tough. Maybe uh, Utah or San Diego.
1: Really? Okay. Good. I'm a I'm a New England Free Jacks homer, so I've I got to. uh I, yep. gotta go, I gotta go. Free They're gonna miss
2: Bodie go. and Waka.
1: Yeah, I gotta go Free Jacks and, boy. Nobody's backing oh, uh, New
0: York on this one.
1: I, eh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say now, I'm going to say Free Jacks,
0: Utah. Okay. That's actually good. I mean, you. well, we could probably turn this into a whole nother show now. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Way, way too early pros, predictions, talk, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, I, and
1: I know I'm going to get a call from Steve Lewis you're yelling at me. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I gave
0: you the opportunity to say New York and you said no. Tell Lewis to find a hot rock. Jeremy, as per usual, it is great to be able to talk rugby with great rugby people. Um, and I want to remind our viewers uh, that you can continue to be be able to enjoy episodes just like this week after week with myself and Rob as we continue to be able to deliver what you now know as the run, pass, or kick interviews. On this occasion, has been with Jeremy Treese uh, representing National College Rugby as the CEO, talking about all the things upcoming, all the things that have come past, and the vision ahead. Because remember, the visions make help you decide the decisions. I like that. Visions so, again, drive the decisions there, guys, visions, I, drive, I, the I the visions drive the decisions.
1: That's drive the decisions. I like it. Bob, thank you so much for doing what you guys do for Rugby. And uh, I love the program. I appreciate you having me on. And I look forward to all the editing. And
0: uh thank you very much. Stop talking now.
1: (laughs) But it's easy. It's been a blast. Bye. Bye.